Welcome to the round table. My name is Ben Hurst and I'll be your host for today. We're discussing everything sex. Let's talk about sex, baby. No, no one's gonna back it, it's fine. So, we're gonna be talking about whether sex within the context of marriage is an outdated idea or if there's some wisdom that should be held on to there. We're gonna be talking about the impact of porn on relationships and what sexualized media does to our minds. And we're gonna be talking about whether there is a culture of fear in the church and if we're having the right conversations. If not, what conversations do we need to be having? So, we're gonna open up the conversation with the question, what does sex mean to you? So for me, sex is, is, is a physical intimacy between two people, okay. yeah? Um, and so when you engage in it, what you're actually doing is, is trying to create a close-knit relationship with the person. It's a form of vulnerability also. You're naked, you know what I'm saying? You're having sex, whatever. Not it's always. Well, it was always, but you know what I mean? <laughs> yeah, Most yeah, times, yeah. you know what I'm saying? So it's a, it's a case of like stripping all the barriers down and I'm getting to know you in an intimate form and it's just physical. So I think when I hear things like sex is just for me, I think we get into dangerous waters. Not saying that. I know women have had a hard time, especially when men are just, just having sex and just leaving and, and not even pleasuring you a lot. So yeah. I understand where that angle comes from. Finishing good just deep yeah. in it, um, I, I understand. But that's, in a sense, sex is actually meant to be a two-way thing. So we're meant to, it's, a, it's a form of communication, do you know okay. what I mean? So intimate connection, form of communication. Yeah. If I'm having sex, I want to come. Like, I don't not want to come, do you know what I mean? Right, right. So I'm not just, you know, it's not just, I'm not just having it for the other person. Right. I'm doing it for myself. Okay. Unless, like, you're married or you're in a long-term relationship, but most times when you have sex, it is a selfish thing. You wanna, you wanna make sure you climax. So if you're married, sex I mean, is... like if you're in a long term, like I can have casual situations. Yeah, 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 yeah. And in those casual situations, it's not for me to make the other person feel good. Right, right, right. It's for myself. I was having sex for years for my partner rather than for me, and like, cause I was loving that they were having a really nice time, and I was like, oh, I must be really good at sex, cause they're having a great time, and like. I think a little bit vice versa as well. For them, they're like, oh, if I make, if I make her come, yeah. I'm a great lover. And so I was pretending to enjoy it more because I wanted them to feel really, really good. And I, it wasn't until I was in my 30s that I was like, oh, this is for me. Like, this is for me right. to enjoy. And also that, like, sex doesn't have to be with another person. Sex can just be you on your own. Part of me feels like I couldn't have casual sex personally. Mm. Like, I have to really you know, trust and know the person mm. before anything happens. Because at the end of the day, my body does have value to me. You know, my body is something to be valued. And yeah. like, I, I like the idea of sharing an intimate and personal experience with someone else. But yeah, sex is exploration. It's finding what you know, yeah. what gets you going, yeah, you know, yeah. like... <laughs> in the juice. What gets you going? You know, what, like, what, what, what turns you on, what you enjoy, yeah, and yeah, like, yeah. and also it's, it's, it's a case of selfishness and selflessness. You know, it's a give and take, it's a two-way thing. Mm. Um, yeah. I believe God designed sex. Mm -hmm. He created it. Okay. He created our anatomy. He knows what's best for us. And in a, a special container of marriage, things like ego, things like selfishness, obviously we're humans, things happen, mm, yeah. but the design is that it's a safe place for vulnerability to occur and things like that. Um, I am not a virgin, so this is what I'm saying, it's not a judgment. My virginity was taken from me. I was gang raped mm. and then raped another few times. So 
I understand I've got insights to lots of areas of, of sex in that, in that sense. After that, I did have sex after because my, my sense of worth value was zero. Okay. So in my head on that night a seed was planted, you don't get to say no. Who do you think you are? Yeah. You're not worth anything. So if someone says, I want to have sex with you, you say yes immediately. One, because you don't mean anything. Number two, because if you say no, what might happen? But then it was when I started to have that relationship with Christ and start to seek his heart for me. Yeah. I'm not talking about being religious, going to church, being judgmental. I'm talking about a love relationship. Yeah. I began to, to heal and see the beauty of it. Um, and what happens when you're not in that safe container? Right. Okay, so maybe, yeah, I get that. Maybe there's a question around, because it's interesting you linked it to value. I'm not sure, Isha, what are your thoughts? I have a lot of thoughts. Um, <laughs> I, I, I don't know, like, listening to what everyone's been saying, I kind of, like, cherry-pick and agree with, like, parts. Mm. Um, I think the media is to blame for a lot of things. Like, like you said, it's sacred. The media and TV shows always just show it to be, like, this sacred thing, this beautiful thing. And, like, to some people, yes, it should be. But I think it definitely depends on who you are and, like, what you're kind of, like basically how you feel because everybody's very different exactly like you said like why should casual sex just be like this bad thing like why should it be with people you don't care about like mm. why is the media only showing us them two sides and obviously they do exist but i just feel like it's not actually when you actually put in the real world i don't think it's actually like that like you said you have casual sex with people that you do actually like relate to and like and mm. that's totally possible but yeah. nobody shows you that if we're talking about knowing people and connection then when we're talking about sex who decides because this is this is my where i get confused right okay. is that i grew up in church i understand i was taught every other like every quarter we had a sex and relationships thing when we were in youth and we all learned what it meant to like have sex or blah 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 blah, blah. but the thing that confuses me is who decides on the rules, if we're talking about rules of protection around the act of knowing someone and connecting with that person, who then decides? So when someone is in a relationship and they feel like they know the person, they feel like they're committed to the person, and then the extra stipulation of, you have to be at this point before you can do this comes in, who decides that thing for us? Like, do we decide it for ourselves? Um, I think today, whatever goes, you know what I mean? I just feel like if people today would be more upfront about what something is maybe before something happens. Right. So for example, like the idea like with casual sex, that like sometimes someone goes into that stipulation not knowing it's casual sex. Right. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, sticky. Let's be honest, women, we're very emotional, yeah? If Kojo said to me right now, I just want a bone, okay? That's all I want to do. I just want a bone. That's yeah. it. I don't want anything. I don't want no strings attached. I want Man's a bone. I'm waiting for that answer, boy. Um, <laughs> most women. <laughs> what are you telling me? <laughs> most women are going to feel offended by right. it because we've been told that you're not supposed to have casual sex. Mm. If a guy wants casual sex out of you, that means he doesn't respect you. You're worth more than this. Yada, 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 yada. See, I did that. <laughs> and then, um, <laughs> and then, so, so then that's what happens. And as women, we're like, oh my God, that means he doesn't respect me. So then right. men, in turn, then have to lie and feed us lies. Like, do you know what? Let's just see how it goes, innit? Like, we'll t I'll take you out on a couple of dates and we'll see how it goes. And we all know that means he's just here to smash and probably leave after. But they have to say these lies because people, we can't be honest with each other because we, we actually can't digest that honesty. So there's a disconnect in the message you're basically yeah, saying. Yeah, like, it's just... Agreed. I, I want to hear from you. I want to know, yeah. is marriage... Mm -hmm.
an outdated idea? For me, marriage is the greatest commitment you're going to give to somebody. Um, I think most of us do aspire, in a sense, to be married because it's like the ultimate commitment, in a sense. Greatest, in the 21st century? I think people still do. I mean, if you see Ben and Nigel, you see Twitter, you see the way that people rave about their wedding, you see how people, when they're proposing, they, they put it on the <laughs> TL for everybody to see. If you want, you, people aspire to be in that place, right? They right. aspire to have that one spouse. When they get to a certain age, if you want to call it, um, they want to get to that certain place where they have that one spouse, right? Because that's innately in us. Um, so is marriage outdated? Never. But the problem is, we've got a thing called sex, which is really enjoyable. Okay, so Stacey, I'm gonna come back to you on that same point of protection. Why, what I'm interested in is why is that important to you? Why is that sense of feeling protected important? I think one of the biggest needs for a woman in general is security. Just for women? Not, no, I think, I think men respect is a big one and honor. Okay. And I think security, and I don't, and I mean, it can be in lots of aspects, I think. But I think, to be honest, when something beautiful and something pure is tainted or perverted, danger follows that, yeah. always. That's why we have things like paedophilia, yeah. porn. I know we talk about porn, mm. but when you really look at porn for what it is, mm. I've known people that have been in that industry it's not what we think it is. Yeah. The stories I've heard about people being on sets, abused, high on drugs just to get through it. They're literally on set, having to have sex consistently eight hours straight. You're intimidated, you're around all these men. What are you going to do? I think it has knock-on effects for other people's relationships rather than just yeah. what happens on set. The, it, it, I mean, like Twilight caused the desire for a man to be something completely unrealistic and porn has caused something for a lot of women to be completely unrealistic. Mm -hmm. I think for Generation um, Z and also for millennials that pornography is the first reference they have to something. So the first reference to sex for my dad, who's 81, was sex. It wasn't my first reference. Mm. And it's not any future generation. And what pornography tends to be now, not so much as, say, the 90s or even the noughties, I mean, now it's, it's far more hardcore and far more aggressive. Mm. And I think the interesting thing is chatting, I chatted to a guy a couple of years ago and his concerns about, porn, he wasn't concerned about pornography in his life and how much he was watching it, but we talked about what he used to watch and then the development of what he watches now. And yeah, my question was, where yeah. is it leading you next? Yeah. Yeah. And that's the worry. We don't know where it's leading to next because yeah. it's pretty violent now. Yeah. What, mm. What's and the step more up? More and it's the medical effects as well. Yeah. Like a lot of ED and stuff like that and there's a, I forget what the woman version is, where basically you become desensitized, so you mm. you can sort yourself out. But yeah. when it comes to other people, yeah, it's like it's the a problem. rewiring of your neural pathways or something. That yeah, because it, it's a, it's a chemical thing yeah. as well. Like, so it can be very addictive. Yeah. like mm. like a drug essentially. Yeah. Isha, I'm interested in your work. So you work as a videographer. And a photographer, yeah. And a photographer, which means that you're creating a lot of content. We're mm -hmm. talking about porn, and we're talking about maybe the fact that it's not as realistic as people would desire for it to be, or all presenting mm -hmm. a good kind of picture of what sex should be. Mm -hmm. So in, in your opinion, because you were talking about media earlier yeah. as well, what, what is missing from that picture? I mean, I just feel like the media is very, in every sense, it's very whitewashed and it's very sexist and very homophobic and every, every, all the kind of things that we don't really want to see. It's kind of just showing us like, they're not giving us a choice. Like we all have freedom, but I think it's very directly saying that it has to be done this way and there's no like leeway. Obviously now in this day and age, there are like more up and coming people like trying to get 
to that power platform to show people. Right. But it is, you know, it's led by an old white man. So it's led by an old white man's views. So a lot of them views are highly sexist. And then porn is just extremely, in my opinion, it's all about um, just men getting pleasure. And right. I think when you meet people, you don't know, you know, what that kind of person is like. And maybe all their ideas are just based on porn and that all their ideas are, it's just pleasure for the man. It's never pleasure for the women. So yeah. it can be dangerous when you try to get into a relationship or just want something casual with somebody who you know nothing about. And I guess with a casual relationship, it's more dangerous if you don't know them. And it's because you don't know what they've been fed. You don't know what they believe. And the media is really powerful in that. And I just feel like it's really not a safe space and it's not doing much good. Yeah. I mean, you know, me and my friends just kind of have the same opinion. So I don't really know anybody who thinks otherwise, but I just yeah. feel like it's, it's very dangerous um, to young people. It's very dangerous to men just as much as it is to women. But I think with men, it kind of brainwashes them in right. more of a sense of this is how you should do it. Open question. Is it fair to say that we are learning about sex from porn and that's where people are getting the majority of the information from or is that coming from other places for the newer generations yes for our generation no, i don't think just it's, I, don't, I, don't, I mean generation z i don't think okay. it's just coming from porn okay. i think it comes from a lot of other things it comes from music it yeah. comes from films there's a big you know there's yeah. a big umbrella of it yeah. Yeah. but i think it's what we're shown right? though. yeah i yeah. think as long as it's, it's not the only place we're getting it from i think that's the thing i mean i think i mostly like bad sex education at school so I learned about nice. like beware, beware pre-cum. You might get pregnant from that tiny bit of cum before yeah, they come. Out, yeah. uh, like I knew, I knew how to put a condom on with my mouth before I knew anything about like the female orgasm or that wow. like women could enjoy. Those were the things that were being like talked about in the classroom. That was the important stuff. Um, and like uh, STIs, we knew all the bad things, all the dangers. But the trouble is, then you're just afraid. You're scared. Yeah. Um, I found sex quite painful the first well, for quite a few years yes. after I first started having sex. But I think a lot of that was fear and like mm. I thought sex was going to be painful. It was going to be uh, like a traumatic experience and I'd learned all the bad stuff. No one told me that like women could orgasm. That was never mentioned. So, we learned about the male. So in a sense, obviously what we're saying here, that I think this is coming back to the point about the, the problem with porn. Yeah. It creates a fantasy which then obviously you have to live up to the standard. Yeah. When there's a standard, then you have to conform to that standard. And that's the problem. But what I think is interesting is I think there's also a standard that the church presents about what sex is meant to be. Because we we're talking about bad sex education in school, right? For all of the bad sex that I had in school, the sex that I had in church was shocking. It was terrible. It was basically, don't have sex till you're married. And if you finger someone before you're married, they might get pregnant. And that's not, <laughs> That's not good sex education, right? There's no conversation about contraception, no conversation about family planning. So a lot of my friends who grew up in church with me are getting married really young, so 21, 22, and then some of them realise that they're now committed to this person for the rest of their life and they don't actually feel comfortable having sex, they don't feel comfortable expressing themselves sexually. Some of them are feeling like they get married really quickly and then they don't know about what you're meant to do with a condom or what the morning after pill is or what the effects of long-term contraception might be on their bodies and then they're having babies and then they're trapped into a situation that they didn't want to be in at that stage in their life and I wonder if that 
has any impact. So what role does the church have to play? One of the things, the church is scared to talk about it because they feel like if they talk about it, someone's going to go and do it. Mm. But the thing is, a lack of knowledge, people perish. Like, so the more you don't talk about it, the more that people are going to try and find other sources to talk about it. That's why, hence, a lot of us who are church kids um, go out and find about it. At 17, I went and found out about it outside of church. Yeah. And by then, it's too late. Yeah. So, um, and we get a lot of misinformation from outside as well. Yeah, yeah, yeah. This might be a bit of a stereotype and I don't know how true this is, but my friends who get married in order to have sex get married a lot younger. Well, get, yeah, uh, yeah, I feel like there is this rush to get down the yeah, aisle. And, you know, I, I'm 32. I, I've been in a lot of medium, short, long relationships. I've had a lot of experience yeah. uh, with sex, with commitment, with different types of relationships. Yeah. Um, I feel like it's a lot of it has made me who I am, my experiences, wow. the stories that I tell, the advice I can give, how well I think I know myself, the things yes. I know I still need to get to know. Um, whereas friends who got married to have sex, they were getting married at 19, 20, 21. You and change I'm, a lot. I don't know, I just, yeah. I worry. Like, I mean, if, if that was my belief, then... I would be a virgin in the technical sense yeah. of like penetrative sex. And so what, if I never meet someone, mm. do I never have sex? Right. And then as women, certainly like you were saying, we are taught that our, most of our value is getting married, finding a guy. We are yeah. absolutely down this path of like, find someone, settle down, have kids. And if we do not do those things, then we're a bit, worthless. I mean like I never really got a sex education from the church at all. Right. It was not spoken about. It was it just it was unheard of and so obviously it's then falling to schools mm -hmm. as an institution Ooh, to teach that yeah. and then schools teaching it in a bad way that doesn't explain. Now obviously like I grew up as you know I'm a trans man I grew up as female mm. and I now identify and am male mm -hmm. so I have this experience of understanding what it's like to be told, you know, and I think that, you know, in the church, it's more like, it, it could be doing more. Yeah. It could be doing more. Yeah. I think, I think especially, you know, churches can have some of the oldest traditions that we, st you know, mm. around, if you think about it, yeah. right? And it, it needs to, I guess, evolve yeah. a bit more with us. Yeah. And it needs to be a bit more open about the dis these kind of discussions are so important. Looking at what church has done is it's created a very solid guilt culture. Yeah. Mm -hmm. I think that's caused a lot of young people to cling on to porn secretly where they can look at to study and learn and grow and engage with. Yeah. Um, and that I think has been probably even more damaging than if they'd actually had sex. Yeah. Mm -hmm. like for me personally, that's how I see it. Right. So I feel like that there's a lot of damage that's gone on there. Um, for me, in how I do church, I talk about the stuff that I've already talked about and creating a safe space for people, uh, a guilt-free, graceful church. Right. Um, where anyone can come from whatever position, whatever they, their background, whatever their orientation, anything, they are welcome in the space that we've created. Yeah. Why would the mm. church make sex seem cool mm. or like, yeah guys, go out and have sex when really you're not supposed to have it until you're married? Mm. So why are they going to make it seem like it's a great yeah. thing for people to do? Because the, the, you, stop, you don't do things when you're fearful of something. That's so, right. so if I'm fearful of the repercussions of having sex, I will wait till I'm married. Mm. But if they start talking about sex as this, guys, you know, sex is a natural thing. It's gonna make young people wanna have sex. That's just how it's gonna be. So there has to be, there has to be a right. level like, mm. yeah, the church has to evolve, but why? It's, it comes from the Bible. The Bible hasn't changed for how many thousands of years. So we want, we, want, we want the church to- I can, 
I can tell you why. No, the inter interpretation is, is still the same. It's people come up with all these different in interpretations. The Bible is the Bible. The Bible is there in black and white. But the interpretation is very important. See, when you when you install fear into something, God never, God, the perfect love doesn't have fear in. So when you install a laws on people, they naturally will they will naturally break it. That's what human uh, yeah, beings. Yeah, but the Bible says you shouldn't have sex before marriage. Okay? Which is so true. We don't yeah. need to. So, I don't need to then. It, me, I mean, I'm yeah, not, I, I'm I, I, I don't yeah. go to church anymore. But I'm just mm. saying because yeah. everyone has kind of on this table has this general consensus like mm. the, the church should this the church should that yeah who 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 but to me it don't make sense to me like I, I don't want to go to church and, and be like yeah sex is great this is what's because I'm just going to go going to want to go out and I didn't have sex for a long mm. time because I was fearful and not fearful as in scared I think anytime you respect someone there's an element of fear I respect mm. my mum and there's an element of fear that I have of my mum not now I'm 30 yeah, yeah, yeah. but when I was growing up, I had an element of fear and that's why I respected my mum. That is why I did not do anything wrong because I didn't want to disappoint her. So it's all like a full circle. There has to be an element of fear Eventually to you break young that, people. Though. Eventually you break that. You see, it's all about love, not fear. You see, when you create an atmosphere of fear, eventually you'll come out of that and do what you weren't supposed to do. I don't The agree. Bible I makes it think, very clear that no sex love, before marriage. I don't I'm gonna, think love I'm gonna, I'm gonna, stops gonna, people from doing stuff. That's why of men course are not, out but here I'm, cheating every day. But, but that's not love. Like, but that's not love. But they say it is love. See, if you're going to talk about love and fear, that has to be a standard. You know what I'm saying? Once there's a standard, you can say this is wrong, this is right. When there's no standard, then you can say that and say men go out and cheat. There's a standard. So once the standard is set, then you know that this is a good, this is a good or bad particular action. Now what we're talking about here is what the church does. Now, as for as a Christian, a born-again Christian, I look at the situation as if you demonize something which is sex, sex on its own is not a problem. It is that is you doing out of out of the time that God has asked it to be done with. Sex on its own is not a problem. It's 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 meant to be enjoyed for. But in marriage, so when you demonize sex, the person then thinks to themselves, okay, cool, this thing is so demonic, but then yet yeah, I'm enjoying it. So now there's a conflict in your mind, but and then you go after it me, again. I've never had I've never had an experience of the of yeah. church demonizing sex. It was you're not supposed to have sex outside of marriage. That mm. was it. And and they clearly made it they made it clear that in marriage it's an enjoyable thing. But like you said, it's for two people that that are married. We've spoken a lot about church and its role in educating, maybe a disagreement on whether church has a role in educating people or not. Where last thing I want to know is where did we get good education about sex from, if we've had good education about sex? Fran? Um, Press, I don't know. <laughs> Please I, I, someone educate me. Um, like maybe, <laughs> uh, my first thought is like friends, but actually your friends are all saying they're having this kind of sex and no yeah. one's telling the truth. My sex education actually probably came more from the TV show Friends. That's yeah. probably where I learned about TV. Yeah. I don't think that's the right place for it to happen. Um, yeah, I just think we should be losing our virginity to ourselves. Like that's okay. actually what should be happening. We should be learning about our bodies, what we like. Like when you say losing your virginity to yourself, you mean masturbation? I guess so. Yeah, yeah okay, I think cool. so. Uh, like at the minute, I feel like the conversation is very like penis in a vagina breaks someone's hymen virginity, and actually, like that's not everything. And I, like a lot of people I know, I say, oh, we'll we'll do everything, but yeah. we'll go right up to the point of actual penetration. Yeah. And that's that's that, the set, that's yeah. But, yeah. but we're not, until we're married, that, that only the tip yeah. can go in, and not even very far. I wouldn't claim I've had good sex education. Okay. I would say there were things that were uh, given to me by uh, churches down the years, uh, friends as well. Um, I'd say probably porn, and I'd probably say the Bible as well. Yeah. So, yeah, I'd say now I'm 34. Yeah. I'd say I'm getting a better education now. I've got a really good like, friend who's a pastor in another church and we have like really cool 
frank, open, honest, but private discussions. Mm -hmm. So I couldn't share that because that's me and him. Yeah. But it, it's great because like, not just in the terms of just sex, sex, but as, in, as a family yeah. and how, how you build that because that's the place where I'm at now. So that's just really, really cool for me. All right. Well, thank you everyone for sharing. Thank you for talking. Thank you for expressing your opinions. I think we've had a really interesting conversation. We've spoken a lot about all of the different elements of sex and how the, what role the church plays in teaching us and educating us about that. I think this is a conversation we're going to have to continue. And I think for the, all the people watching at home, they're going to have to continue having these conversations as well. Um, I think it was really interesting what you said there at the end that you wouldn't say that you've had good sex, sex education and probably the best education you've had has been from talking to your friend about it. So maybe Maybe that's something we can take away. No one stops learning, do they? Yeah, mm. no one ever gets to the anything, end, right? No and we're all responsible to learn. Yeah. We can't say yeah. it's the church's fault for anything or something else or everything. And we you, learn together. Yeah. yeah, you have to make your choice what you want to do about where you want to be. Okay, cool. So let us know. <laughs> let us know what you thought about this video in the comments. Like, comment and subscribe and follow us for more content. We'll see you soon.